Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Shop Macy's Cyber Monday specials for big savings on gifts they'll love. Now while supplies last. Like 50 to 65% off warm winter coats. 50 to 60% off party-ready shoes and handbags. And 20 to 65% off the hottest toys of the season. From Sharper Image, Discovery, Jeffrey's Toy Box, and more. Plus, get it faster with store pickup at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Shop Macy's Cyber Monday specials for big savings on gifts they'll love. Now while supplies last. Like 50 to 65% off warm winter coats. 50 to 60% off party-ready shoes and handbags. And 20 to 65% off the hottest toys of the season. From Sharper Image, Discovery, Jeffrey's Toy Box, and more. Plus, get it faster with store pickup at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. JCPenney cyber deals are just a click away. Save through Tuesday at jcp.com. Finish your holiday list early and score thousands of online deals before they're gone. Cozy up to 60% off heated blankets and throws. Keep the fam extra warm in outerwear starting at just $14.99. And spoil someone special with our Yes Please Diamonds and Gemstones only $19.99. All the deals, all online. JCPenney, make your holidays count. Offers valid on select styles through 1128 online only. Exclusion supply. Cyber deals excluded from coupons. See jcp.com for details. They put the word beneficiary. Now, this is what section 14 of our Wills Act says. I've highlighted the important points in red. It is saying that if there's a life policy, so first of all, there has to be a life policy. Not only that, the value of the policy is expressed on the face of the policy. So you, you can see it there, 50,000. 20,000, it is expressed on the face of the policy. Then, and it is obviously for a benefit of that person's family. If I hear there may be a, an issue, should you make a no member of your family your next of kin? But that's for, that's for us to get across when we get there. <clears throat> so a member of that person's family, unless it is expressly revoked by a will, Okay, let me go back a bit. So this sentence is saying, even when you name Richard Ama as your beneficiary in your policy with SNIT, you could, in your will, revoke that clause, and on your death, Richard Niyama will not get what you are owed under SNIT. So, 
even when the benefit is expressed, unless it is revoked, unless he makes a will, let me ask, what happens when there's no will? When there's no will, then obviously this beneficiary will take whatever was left to him or her. And this is also why my previous slide as to what does not equate to a nurse of kin is very, very important. Very well. Now, of course, SNEETs and the insurance companies, even Momo, they are not the only uh, institutions that provide policies. So how then do we determine in a particular instance whether or not you are a beneficiary or simply a person to be contacted in the case of any eventuality? And that is provided down here. As long as the nomination does not align 100% with the dictates of Section 14 of the Rules Act, you and I, we are just people or persons of contact. You do not take under that policy. Okay. Okay. Now, at the very top, I've written Nest of Kin, customized as sexual beneficiary. Let's not forget that the passage of PNDC Law 111 does not actually do away with our customary notion of a customized successor. The passage does not cancel our practice of having a customized successor. Good. If it does not, what avenues? when we realize that nest of kin, customized successor beneficiaries are not necessarily inheriting the property of the deceased. What avenues are therefore available to such persons? And this is linking very correctly into how we intend to fight poverty using the nest of kin system. You see, of course, I've talked about PNDC Law 11, I've talked about the Wolves Act, Administration of Exodus Act 1961 as amended. Section 9 says discretion as to grant of administration. Section 79, sorry, Section 79 of Act 63 gives the court absolute discretion in deciding who to give letters, to grant letters of administration to. I want us to take a minute to reflect on this. A court can decide on who to grant letters of administration to. So getting the grant does not per se have to do with rushing to go to court at the death of your family member. It does not. Okay. Now, please, yes, come again. Look at order 31, rule 13 of CI 59. CI 59 is known as the district court rules. When you go to a district court in a civil matter, it is CI 59 that you use. So if you go to a district court for letters of grants, letters of administration, this CI 59 is what the court will use. Order 66, rule 13 of CI 47. CI 47 is what we use in the high courts for civil actions. If you go there for the grant of letters of administration or even probate, it is order 66 that will come into play. 
Now, those two others, rule 13, contain the very exact provision, the very, very same provision. No change at all. And they make, this is the priority it lists for the grant of letters of administration. Surviving spouse, surviving children, a surviving parent, and then number four, customary successor of the deceased. Customary successor of the deceased. Now I ask you this, if we know in our towns, in our villages, in our houses, in our homes, that these four persons, by order of authority, are the persons to whom letters of administration can be granted, then we know, conversely, that should any of these persons rush to the courts for letters of administration, without the participation of any of the other groups, the courts, in exercising its discretion under Section 79 of Access 63, may refuse to grant the letters of administration. So what's the rush? Why should I, as a son of the deceased, rush to the courts for letters of administration without involving my family or without involving my head of family? And in fact, some seniors have argued some senior lawyers have argued that it is on account of number four that when you go for a grant, the courts insist that your head of family must also swear an affidavit that indeed you have been given the power to come before the courts for the grant of administration. Okay, move on. Now, should the preceding slides be accepted and appreciated by all of us, what will be the outcome? Well, first of all, customized successors do not take matters into their hands on the death of a family member because they will know that whatever they do, should the case get to the courts, it will be set aside. And it happens all the time in our courts. It happens because of misapprehension of the notion of next of kin. That is why we say that education in this regard is so important. The education must seep down into our rural areas for them to appreciate that just because you are customized as sexer, the property is not yours. It simply isn't. Of course, same way persons who have been nominated as nest of kin and or beneficiaries will not appropriate the properties involved. Now, Better and wider consultation and agreement among families. Four letters of administration are applied for. Because if I'm a nurse of kin with snakes, Peter is a nurse of kin with glyco. Three of our other siblings are nurse of kings. None of us will be rushing to the courts. We'll come together because we understand the process. And then when we do apply for the grant, it will be once and that will be for all. Okay. Of course, collaboration and then reduction in the frequency, okay. Reduction in the frequency of other family members filing to set aside grants or caveating against the grant to particular persons. 
Now, let me ask a question. Which of these points does not include money? Does not include the expense of money? You see, when a customer successor or a party nominated takes the law into their hands, it will re- result in the fifth point. Other family members will go to court to set the uh, grant aside, or when the notice are pasted for 21 days, come to court and caveat. So, even though we agree in this room that uh, institutional blockages could affect the financial standing of the family, these are steps taken by the family members themselves which lead to the very same outcome, the depletion of the estate. That is why we should not be like the first and the two. Instead, we should be like the three and the four so that in the end, Money is expended out of the estates will be kept to a bare minimum. Okay. This is the conclusion. If persons nominated or appointed as nest of king beneficiaries and customized successors appreciate the legal consequences that flow from said appointment or nomination, money is expended by the family itself, which money is only deplete the estates, will be kept to a minimum and be enjoyed by all persons entitled to share in the estates. I want to make a very humble plea here. When we leave, let this information, let this education live with us. Let us share it with our families, our friends, anybody we come into contact with, because this is honestly the only way the family itself can save money. And you'll see from the other points, none of the other points is within the power of the family. This is the only point, this education and then taking actions on account of that education through which the family can save money and then reduce the poverty within the family. Okay. Now, let's come to the lawyers. I'll be very brief here. We all know lawyers like money, so I won't talk plenty. Now, that first point, (laughs) remuneration for legal services must measure up to the value of the time spent or value created as determined by the economic environment in which the service is provided. That is a direct quote from the Ghana (laughs) bar scale of fees. It says that when we create value, we must be compensated appropriately or proportionately. Well, that is true. But look at the second point. Statutory charges are not within the control of a lawyer and should be borne by the applicant. All right. Now, statutory charges are like tax charms, filing fees, and things. They are not within our control, so we cannot go there. But we, at the law firm of Voxtra Liga, this is what we've adopted. A basic payment amount... It can be as little as 1,000 cities, and then a percentage of the value of the estate. Should the applicants agree, then this will be by the family, and that will be that. Okay. Okay, pro bono service, of course, yes. Okay, let it all come. 
Okay. And these are firm-wide policies. Firm-wide policies are to be undertaken by the whole firm, just for the protection of the applicant and the applicant's family. Okay, now, I read the, <laughs> the directive by the Bank of Ghana. After two, in fact, you can go to the next slide. The next slide. Yes, okay. So, accounts that have remained inactive for two years move into a reserve account, and then after three years, they are supposed to be sent to the Bank of Ghana. The question we are asking... No, let's go. And please look at the very last two points. The bank is supposed to publish on its website and in two daily newspapers accounts that remain dormant for five years. I do not know who in my little village of Ningo will be reading the newspaper or visiting the websites of all the banks in Ghana to ascertain whether or not my dad's or my mom's or any of my family members' accounts has been dormant. And this is even worse. Should I find out that one of them's accounts has been dormant, I have to make legal, I have to take legal steps to make claims for the funds by presenting all relevant documentation. I don't even want to go into what that will cost and then conveniences associated. So we ask this question. This is a question we ask. How will a next of kin or beneficiary get to know that the deceased family member transacted with a particular institution? How will we get to know? We provide some answers. Now, this is a circular. This point two is a point made by Ghana, Bank of Ghana in one of its circulars. It asks the question, did you know your next of kin could be contacted by a financial institution when all efforts to reach you fails. Go on. But you see, that question by Bank of Ghana is silent on time frame. Is it the two years? Is it the five years? When is that? When is the contact going to be? We have a very simple solution to that. We suggest, first of all, that the financial institutions or the SDIs, they should take the proactive step of contacting a next of kin within six months of inactivity. Inactivity is defined by Bank of Ghana as the absence of withdrawals or deposits. So this is what we are proposing within six months. But moving forward, when these institutions are onboarding persons. Look at this question. It is the simplest question to ask. After how many months of inactivity should your next of kin be contacted? I would say two months because I use my account quite frequently. If two, after two months I haven't touched it, there's a, pro there's a problem. Some people use it very infrequently, so they'll say after six months. But just the existence of this question will put a stop to all the dormant accounts. Just that question. So we are urging, I know Access is here, I know SNIT is here, I'm sure other financial institutions will pick this up. 
when you modify your, your processes. Please, simply insert this question. Let the account holder or policy holder answer it, and then work in line with it. The issues with, with dormant accounts will be a thing of the past. Finally, and this is my conclusion. I told you what we as Voxtra lawyers will do. Graduated skill, pro bono service, and no. What if not all lawyers sign up to that? What if some financial institutions sign up to asking that question, but some don't? That is why we are saying that the buck, the buck stops with the family. The education of the family, the steps taken by the family to reduce the poverty associated with the nest of kin system, it is completely in their hands. And like I said, should any of the above two refuse, it is only the family that can reduce the poverty related to the next of kin system. Thank you very much. I will also beg to stand on the protocols that um, has already been established um, and to say that when my colleague was talking about pro bono services, I was reminding Nana that <laughs> pro bono services are good, but in this country, Nipa ya Cobra. Ghana for Dudrona, a cobra. And say, yes, he said, if you dechi a boa, Nisunko, na we in Susua, now Daniel, as in Fufro. But, you know, like the Bible says, we will not be tired of doing good uh, because at the appropriate time, God Himself will reward. So, thank you for what you do uh, at the Vox Legal Services. Mine will be a very brief remark, thank you. Um, and I am looking briefly at how administrative barriers contribute to poverty in Ghana and looking at the human rights issues associated with um, family poverty when it comes to succession. And basically looking at what we're doing here and the eventual outcome of what we're doing here. Um, I believe that the human rights issues associated with uh, succession are very, very obvious to all of us, particularly when it comes to uh, inheritance laws that sometimes discriminate on grounds of gender, ethnicity, and depending on which um, family you are coming from, whether you are matri matrilineal or patrilineal, uh, how you could be disadvantaged. Uh, it is important for us to accept the fact that it is because of removal of the inherent uh, or the systemic challenges associated with our traditional way of inheritance that the PNDC Law 111 was enacted. Thankfully, thankfully, 
uh, I was part of the Constitutional Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee meeting that is currently reviewing the PNDC Law 111. And so most of the issues that we are raising here, a number of them are being addressed under the PNDC Law 111. And I'm hoping that um, dialogues like this would help some of us in Parliament and in this space where we are working on uh, some of these laws deal with um, the issues or the concerns that are being raised here. Now, it becomes worse when properties go into litigation, you know, or a deceased person's property goes into litigation. Uh, the issues of rights that are associated with them sometimes can be unbelievable. And I don't know whether it's because um, either the nest of kings or customary successors don't feel the impact or the effect of leading an entire estate into litigation when there are beneficiaries. Sometimes, particularly when there are children and there are elderly people who must be catered for, and you see people strongly you know, opposing each other. And I've done a number of administrative uh, succession matters, and they never, never end well. It's always a pain, and the administration, the, the estate is never, ever administered because of a number of caveats and a number of... <sighs> so it's, it's quite sad when it comes to um, administrative of estates in these matters. Uh, thirdly, you would realize that Access to justice generally is a problem in Ghana when it comes to administration of estates. My colleague is talking about um, the services they render. I think one of the areas where legal services is so expensive is when it comes to administration of estates. So anytime people come to me, you, you really want to help, but it's expensive. In fact, even when you are going to court to do LAs, um, Sometimes the, the, the tax component of the property, people do not have the money, they don't have the means. And so it becomes very, very difficult for them to um, properly have legal representation, and that makes it more difficult for them. And today I am particularly happy by what Ilapi is doing because administrative barriers, in fact, what I've talked about, when you put all of them together, it amounts to administrative barriers. All things being equal, if you pass away today and your properties can just move directly to your beneficiary, you don't have a problem. But we have a system in place that makes it more difficult for people to benefit. You know, for example, the nest of kin issue we're talking about here. You look at how complex the, the, your, the forms, the bank forms are, even when people are filling them. How many of our farmers in the villages, when they are filling these forms, understand the effect of this? These forms. Our market women in the, the, the market, how many of them understand the complexity of the forms they are filling when they have to nominate people who will be their nest of kings? So these are um, some of the things. And it's Shop Macy's Cyber Monday specials for big savings on gifts they'll love now while supplies last, like 50 to 65% off warm winter coats. 50 to 60% off party-ready shoes and handbags, 
and 20 to 65% off the hottest toys of the season from Sharper Image, Discovery, Jeffrey's Toy Box, and more. Plus, get it faster with store pickup at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. In 1948, declared that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Why then should we allow family poverty and society to create all kinds of inequalities among us? Let's not forget that poverty is let's not forget that poverty is not natural, it's man-made. Ladies and gentlemen, please permit me to state that our bureaucratic processes and structures make the acquisition of services cumbersome in some of our institutions to the public. This, in effect, renders some of the institutions inactive. Aside this, we mostly forget to perform our civil responsibilities as citizens of this country. And even when we do, we do not do it so timely. Please let me share some lights on the topic that touches on both emotional and practical aspects of life, assessing the fun of diseased relatives, the role of birth and death registry. The birth and death registry was established by law to provide accurate, reliable, and timely information on all births, deaths, and future deaths occurring within the boundaries of Ghana for socioeconomic development of the country through their registration and certification. The law, starting as Cemetery's Ordinance of 1888, was to register only the expatriates who happened to be our colonial masters for their relatives back at home to assess the benefits of the diseased. The law witnessed its first amendment in 1891, and in 1912, it became the Birth, Death, and Burial Ordinance. Fast forward, the Registration of Birth and Death Act at 301 of 1965 came into being and has been replaced with the current one, the Registration of Birth and Death Act at the Registration of Birth and Death Act 2020 at 10.27 with its LI 2436 2021. In all this, that registration was not left out. This shows the importance the nation places on the registration of death. The Birth and Death Registry is a cornerstone of our administrative infrastructure, which plays a crucial role in this process. It saves us the custodian of vital information documenting the beginning and the end of human lives. In the context of processing funds, seamless interaction with the registry is paramount. Ladies and gentlemen, accurate and timely registration of death is very essential. The birth and death registry serves as the authoritative source of registration and certifying the demise of individual with evidence 
from our health officials, the police, and the magistrates. A prompt and precise registration process facilitates, facilitates the steps involved managing the financial affairs left by left behind. Sorry. The birth and death registry also serves as the gateway for legal processes related in inheritance and the state, estate management, ensuring that the registry records are up to date and easily accessible, streamlines the legal procedures, allowing families to investigate the complexity of inheritance with great ease. Moreover, collaboration between financial and insurance institutions and birth and death registry is imperative. It's imperative to secure channels for the transfer of information, ensures that accessing fund is smooth process while safeguarding against potential fraudulent activities. I thank the organizers of this program and I'm very glad to see all relevant stakeholders present at this gathering. It gives me hope that we shall all look into the loopholes and strengthening processes towards reducing poverty for the better of our citizens because you and I have a role to play successfully. In conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, the Birth and Death Registry stands as a vital organization in the process of assessing the funds of the disease. Its efficiency, accuracy, collaboration with other institutions are vital for, easy, for easing the burden of grieving families Together we can build the system that not only honors the departed, but also provides solace and practical support to those left behind. Thank you for your attention, and may our collaborative efforts lead to more compassionate and efficient handling of affairs surrounding the end of life. Thank you. Kindly note that all speakers should try and make it within 10 minutes for us. We actually have a dialogue, which might take longer. 10. Wow. I'll just get most of my slides. <laughs> I wonder why, when it got to my turn, the, the time has been there. Can I, can I get a, well, it put some kind of pressure on me? Not 20? Anyway, good, good afternoon, everyone. Please permit me to also stand on existing protocols. I'm from SNIT, John Boatin, and I'm here to represent my management, which is led by our Director General, Dr. John Oforitan Gray. Uh, given the time that I've been allotted, I might have to uh, skip some part of my presentation and uh, delve straight into the topic that was given to us, 
where it talks about assessing funds of disease SNF members. Um, before I go into details, I want to clear something. Um, if you have my uh, letter friend, you may be wondering, because I'm an old one, uh, give a, a very succinct definition of uh, nurse of kin. And uh, I would like to say that if you have chance on our law, Act 766, you scarcely will see nurse of kin in that law. We have been using beneficiary throughout for special reasons because of the confusion surrounding that word, nurse of kin. So SNET, we hardly use nurse of kin. When you are filling our forms as a new member, instead of nurse of kin, we even ask for contact person, making it a bit wide. And as I go through my script, you, you see that it's so easy to make a claim as SNET than maybe any other area. Once you know your way around, even a friend who cares about you can take it upon him or herself to go and lodge a claim or even report your death as SNET, and that fellow will be heard. All we need is for the fellow to direct us to at least one member of the disease member. Then we take it out from there. So let's go on. Who is, uh, who is handling there? Okay. Let me quickly rush you through this. SNET, as you all know, uh, we uh, are governed by an act of parliament, the National Pensions Act of 20, uh, 208, Act 766. We are in charge of the first tier, which is a mandatory Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 